2: When were the... What school's... (laughs) Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop... What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people.
1: This is Curious City intern John Fasile. I'll get to our question in a second, but first, a story about a rock star... Not about sex, drugs, or trashed hotel rooms, but one that takes place in a museum. The story's from Ben Blackwell, head of production at Third Man Records, Jack White's label. In 2005, the White Stripes were playing Chicago, and Jack White and some friends went to the Museum of Science and Industry.
2: Body Worlds was sold out, Mm -hmm. and so we just kind of checked out everything else, and there was... A mold machine there that had a green wax John Deere tractor mold. When Jack put the coins in, I remember standing there with him looking at the machine and he's like, look at how f***ing cool this is. Look at those dials moving. Like, this is so bad.
1: Jack White was freaking out about Moldorama, a space-age-looking vending machine that makes little plastic souvenirs right before your eyes. You insert two bucks... Hot, melted polyethylene is shot into a mold that clamps together, pulls apart, and kicks out your dinosaur or tractor or whatever. It's warm and smells slightly cancerous, like a melted spatula. You find the machines at tourist hotspots. Zoos, Chicago's major museums, the Willis Tower. If you grew up here, you probably have one. That was not the case with our questioner, University of Chicago librarian Julie Pisentini.
0: I missed it. As a kid, there's something that I'm longing for, something that I wish for, but I don't have those memories.
1: Julie was like Jack White. She got wowed by Moldorama as an adult. Jack got his own machine. Julie got curious and sent us this question.
0: I heard that Chicago has the most Moldorama machines. Is that true? How did we get so lucky?
1: As it turns out, the first part of Julie's question is easy to answer because there's only two companies in the entire world who operate them. One's in Florida and the others in Brookfield, a Chicago suburb. If you're counting Molderama machines in public spaces, the Chicago metro area has the most, 27 machines. But it was the second part of Julie's question that intrigued me. How did we, Chicago, get so lucky? molderama has been around for 50 years, and I'll be honest, I don't get it. How does an underwhelming souvenir like this hang on for so long? It's basically a clunky 3D printer And the thing it spits out, it's one color, it's got no moving parts, you can't learn from it, you can't even cuddle with it. But Julie and I agree on one thing. We should go to Brookfield and ask the Mulderama folks how they stay in business. As far as I'm concerned, Mulderama is for suckers. Julie, on the other hand, is geeked.
0: When I was telling my coworkers that I was going to get to go to Mulderama Inc. headquarters, Everyone just came flying out of their offices with their own stories to tell. Many people had moldoramas in hand to show me. Like, oh my gosh, I've got the grizzly bear, you know, or I've got the formerly known as Brontosaurus. How are you doing, guys? Hi,
2: I'm
0: Julie. Hi, Julie. I'm Paul Jones. Nice to
2: meet you. Paul, nice to meet
0: you. Paul
1: Jones runs Moldorama Inc. with his dad, Bill, out of a small storefront five minutes away from the Brookfield Zoo. He tells us his business was basically founded on a whim. The machines themselves had been invented in the late 50s and had a short heyday in the 60s. But by 1971, they were down to a few small-time operators. That's when Paul's dad, Bill, got involved. He had a boring accountant job, and his secretary's husband was one of those remaining Moldorama operators. The secretary said she and her husband wanted out. Paul's dad said he would buy them out.
2: At the time my dad made that comment, he did not even really know what the business was. And having a successful job with five kids, my dad's family kind of looked at him like he had lost his mind. <laughs> the gamble
1: paid off, and business has been chugging along ever since. Paul's dad is set to retire in a few weeks, and Paul will stay on. So... One reason is still around is that it's a family business.
2: I have three college-age kids. Every one of my kids has worked with me at some point in time. And I always made sure that they got to experience what got me into this company, and that was hanging out with Dad.
1: Still, Paul says there is more to Moldorama than family. He takes Julie and me to his secret laboratory, which is actually just a small warehouse crowded with about a dozen machines and molds in various states of disrepair. This one produces macaw figurines.
2: I'm touching the mold. (laughs) That's a 50-year-old mold right there.
0: Wow, man.
1: Yeah. And this is the key to the moldorama trade, the reason why it's stuck around for decades. The original machines were so well built that Paul doesn't need to manufacture new ones. All he has to do is clean and repair a limited supply of old machines. Every moldorama machine you can see in Chicago or Florida or in Jack White's record store, is at least a half-century
2: old. You know, In today's world, vending machines are meant to last three to four years. And then they take them out, junk them, make new ones. And uh, <laughs> I think they would laugh if you don't. I want you to make me a machine that's going to last 50 years. It's just not going to happen.
1: So there you have it. Julie's satisfied. She's got the secret sauce behind Chicago Moldorama. But can it last? for me, I gotta see a Moldorama in action, in its natural habitat. So Paul and I go to the Brookfield Zoo's reptile house, where I step up to one of his contraptions. It's rock and roll. Okay, I'll say it, Moldorama is a unique product, and seeing it made right in front of you is pretty neat. But it's unbelievable that Paul is putting his kids through college by maintaining this arcane fleet of machines when your average gift shop has much cooler stuff. To keep up, he's gotta keep selling plastic figurines at $2 a pop. But according to Paul, sales are better than ever. Paul Jones may not have a master marketing plan for Moldorama, but he does have a theory about its staying power.
2: The Moldorama machine is America 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, where we were all about manufacturing. You know, it just brings people back to a, a, probably a simpler time.
1: Cool. It's a little green crocodile, and it's warm and pungent. It's warm. And I got to admit, as Paul and I walk around the zoo, I can't resist taking another sniff.
2: It still smells. <laughs> it not smell for a while, actually. My truck smells like that. I go home smelling like that. My wife says you smell like Molarama. <laughs> Reporting
1: this week came from me, John Facile. Special thanks to questioner Julie Pisentini, who was able to fill a gaping void in her life. So now you have your Moldorama experience that you were looking for.
0: I guess so, yeah. Here's that childhood memory.
1: Better late than never. (laughs) Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism.
0: Curious City is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been following their curiosity and have been committed to brewing beers for Chicago that are celebrated worldwide by beer critics and beer lovers alike. More at gooseisland.com. We don't need to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best you drink.
1: Next time on WBEZ's Curious City. The CTA is Chicago's circulatory system. For less than 3 bucks, you can get almost anywhere. But what if they made the price of a bus fare equal to the cost?
2: That's unacceptable. No, that, that would be beyond a breaking point for me. So what would you do? Move.
1: The real cost of public transit. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we
0: start the show...